I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello and welcome back to the Artie Friends Podcast. This is Allison. And this is Kara. Today is another episode of our WWYBD, What Would Your Bestie Do? Today's questions are going to focus around committing to a happier, healthier you in 2024. We pull these questions from our website. We have a submission box where you guys can submit your questions anonymously and we do our best to answer them. Yeah, so you're just joking that sometimes we don't know how qualified on pen and paper we are to be giving advice. But I always say to Allison, I'm like, I listen to other podcasts that give advice because I just like hearing people's opinions of people that I listen to, even if they're not qualified in certain areas. 
for each topic. I just, I love a good opinion. I'm an opinionated person. We all have opinions. So even though, yeah, sometimes we get a little imposter syndrome, I think it's fun to hear what people have to say on certain situations and whatnot. I mean, the title is appropriately named, what would your bestie do? Not what would the experts do? <laughs> what would so... your therapist do? No, it's <laughs> what would your mom do? No, it's literally what would your bestie do? And we know besties don't always give the best advice. So take what you will with what we say. Yeah, this is, we're here for entertainment value. <laughs> Yeah. We're here for a good time, okay? So we wanted to preface that. But also, of course, let's catch up. Yeah, what's new with you? What's new with me? Um, The day that this episode goes live, I will be on my way to Columbia for my three-week trip. My mom actually left this morning, and then I'll be meeting her down there with Peaches. Oh my gosh, is Peaches going with you? Peaches is coming with. I'm a little oh nervous. I'm not going to lie. That's so fun. So fun. It's her, well, it's her first time off North America. She's wow. been to Canada. Wow. She's a travel girly. She really is. I think she's been to at least 25 states. Wow. That's actually yeah, crazy. I know. So I'm not really, I think she'll be fine on the airplane. Mm-hmm. I'm mostly worried about the airline attendants somehow making it more difficult. Obviously they're doing their job. So it's, it's not shade to the airline attendants, but you know how they have to like fit underneath the seat mm-hmm. and she's 13 pounds. And so her plus the carrier, which is four pounds, can't go over 20. So I think we're safe there. I have all the paperwork. She has um, a microchip, but I'm just like, I, I've i checked all of the documents and like, I think we're good, but I'm just terrified to somehow get denied or have to figure out something last minute. So I think I'm going to go over to the airport next week and be like, okay, this is my dog. This is the dog carrier. Here are the papers. So that way the morning of my flight, yeah, I don't have any surprises. I think that's a great idea. Honestly, that's really smart. And you you live so close to the airport. It's not really an inconvenience. Yeah, it's just 10 minutes. That would give me a lot of peace of mind. Yeah, that sounds extremely stressful if something were to go wrong. It's like going to your classes, walking out where your classrooms are at college on the first day of school or the day before the first day. I love that. You're so right. Is there any restrictions with taking dogs to Columbia or just standard vaccinations? Like, what is it? I have never taken her on a plane in general. So I don't know if some of these things are specific to Columbia or if they're pretty general for other countries. Thankfully, she's smaller. I'm just happy Mm -hmm. she can come into the cabin with me. Like, I would be absolutely terrified to check her down below. I mean, I would never. No, I I would just, like, I have seen people on TikTok or Instagram move to Hawaii and you have to, they fly their big dog, they check it in cargo and then in Hawaii, I don't know if this is still a rule, but they have to quarantine dogs for 30 days to keep Mm. any diseases off the island. So you don't see your dog for a month and I just, there's literally no way. I would literally never do that. That's so oh sad. Oh my gosh. Can you take a boat to Hawaii? Oh my gosh. I don't know. That seems like really you, far. But I don't know. It does seem really, really far. People, like if you got your car shipped, because if they don't ship the cars on a plane, right? <laughs> I, I feel know. like they would still make you do that 30-day rule. I don't know. Because mm. I feel like it's the same thing. But yeah, that's that's exciting. And I also saw a girl who takes her dog everywhere and has been to like 20 countries. So I before that video that I saw of this dog that kind of looks like peaches, going to like Italy and all these places I'd never thought about traveling with your dog. So that's really exciting. Thank you. That is what I hope for Peach's future because I really do (laughs) want to spend more time working remotely in other countries. And the number one thing typically holding me back is leaving Peaches because Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie, after like 10 days, she gets really anxious. Like the first week, whether she's staying with my mom or Clay or whatever, she's like, I'm on vacation. It's cool. It's fine. But then she hits this 10 day mark and she's like, no, I want my mom back. I want my routine 
came back and she just starts getting really needy and anxious. And I think it's because that one time when Clay and I went to South America and I kind of left her for a really long time, I think she starts to get a little worried that maybe I'm not coming back. Oh my gosh, that's sad. So I'm hoping if the traveling goes well, the flight, her staying at the Airbnb, everything, then I can do that way more in the future. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. I think she's going to be a queen. She's literally a human. I say this all the time, but I feel like she's going to fly like a perfect little angel. Thank you. I will accept that wish. <laughs> yeah. How about you? How's how's life? Yeah. So when this comes out, I'll be in Birmingham, Alabama. That's where my parents currently live because I feel like I've said this spiel before, but my younger brother plays college baseball right near Birmingham. So they're living there. So they can go to all his games and stuff. So I will do actual Christmas here in St. Louis with Connor's family. And then I think on the 26th, we're going to drive down. It's an eight-hour drive, kind of far. And do the 20, I guess 27th then through, I don't know when, because I haven't been really in no rush to come back. I haven't seen my family in a while because I didn't do Thanksgiving. I had a wedding over Thanksgiving. So I feel like I'm just maybe going to spend New Year's in Birmingham too because New Year's is just kind of overrated. I feel like there's no rush to get back to St. Louis. Like, I don't feel like I need to make plans or do anything. So maybe come back around the first or second to St. Louis. No plan, really. I mean, I will say that the Nellie's birthday party that you went to kind of gave me New Year's Eve vibes. Yeah. So maybe that itch was kind of scratched. Yeah, honestly true. We got to dress up, go out, have a little fun night dancing. And yeah, I feel like that did scratch that itch. So I there was a really fun, I don't even know if they still do it, but there was a really fun ball in St. Louis for New Year's. And I went one year and it was so fun. It was like everyone dresses up in prom dresses, like goes all to the nines. And it's in this really beautiful downtown old hotel, um, the Chase Park Plaza. And I thought that was so fun. And if my friends are doing that this year, maybe I'd want to get back here and go to that. But I don't know if they still do it or if my friends are just like, we've just outgrown it. But that would be the one thing I would do because I just love an excuse to get dressed up. Like that is so me. So, and find a fun dress, rent one, pull out a prom dress from the closet. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no plans for New Year's. Are you going to do anything fun in Colombia on New Year's? I don't know. Yeah. Like it could go any direction. Last year was so underwhelming. I literally got takeout pizza. <laughs> Me and my mom were at this hotel in Palm Springs and it was really nice. It was Saturday last year, right? New Year's oh. Eve and this year's New Year's Eve is Sunday night. Is that okay? Is that true? That sounds right. And we just kind of like sat by the pool and it was, it was nice. It just wasn't really New Year's Eve vibes. Yeah. But since my, I don't drink, my mom doesn't drink. It was like, what are we really going to do? And yeah. Palm Springs is not really like a nightclub type of place. Like there's definitely day parties when the weather's good, but I don't feel like the population is big enough for there to be like fist bumping big <laughs> New Year's Eve parties. Yeah, no. But I could definitely find something in Colombia. If I wanted to turn up this year, I'm sure Medellin's got parties on parties. Okay. I was just going to ask, which city are going to? Yes. Medellin. It's my favorite of the places I've been for sure. The population, Bogota was just so big that I feel like you had a lot of those huge, huge city problems, just like the smog, mm -hmm. the traffic. A and that's more where dirty. you just were two months ago, right? Yes, correct. Okay. okay. And when Clay and I went, we did Medellin, Cali, and the Coffee Triangle. Okay. But Clay will be coming to this trip too. He'll be there like in early January. Yay. So he, he got um, off work. How long is he going to be out there? He'll be there for eight days. Oh, good. That's a good amount of time. This man, I'm like, 
like, oh, do you have, how could you get work off? And he's like, oh, I have 10 days of PTO a year. And I was like, um, why don't we take a literal single trip together in, <laughs> this year? And he's like, I don't know. I just like coaching. And I'm like, so I'm like, so you use none? He's like, I think I used two because his brother had something. And then he like went golfing one day. And I'm like, we did not capitalize. And so I was like, do you want to take a trip like next week? And he's like, well, I can't get my like classes covered now. I was like, oh Dude. my gosh, Clay. <laughs> I know. And they don't roll over. I'm pretty sure. So I was like, we're starting the year off hot. Just taking five of those right out of the bag. We're right going to use bag. them right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm trying to say right out of the bag or right out of the bank. No, but either way. Right off the bat. Right? Right off the bat. No, but I'm with you. I've been struggling on the phrases. I barely knew how to say to the nines five minutes ago. Sometimes it's hard. Any other updates? Mm, I did go to my dad's parents who I haven't seen maybe once in five years. They live in Midwest Kansas. And there's not much there. And it's pretty hard for them to leave. So they don't really make it up here. And it's quite a journey to make it down there. So it just doesn't work out very often. But me, my dad's sister, and my stepbrother are going down there. And it'll be good to see them. There's really nothing going on in that town. (laughs) It makes me feel sad for rural America when I go to little blip on the map towns like that. Mm -hmm. Because I, I could see there are some tiny towns that are very charming. And if they have enough of a young Younger population to like keep it thriving and the downtown cute and that type of stuff. But I feel like so many small towns in America, the younger people just move out. And it's mm-hmm. like, I feel like I'm on a Hollywood scary movie set walking around the town. I know. I no think especially there. us being from Nebraska, I think we've seen like you just are more exposed to driving through small towns and you see these ghost towns because yeah, all these businesses used to be the one employer of that whole town. And when they leave, it's like abandoned. Literally. And it even in our lifetime, because when I was younger, both the town that my mom's from and the town that my dad's from were booming way more. Like they had the bowling alley and a movie theater and more parades and fun stuff. And as I've gotten older, it's just like we go back and I'm like, oh, that's not there anymore. Oh, what about that one restaurant we used to go to? Oh, yeah, it's not there anymore. There's things keep dropping like flies. It's really sad. That is sad. Depending on where you are, I think some places are doing well, like you said, but I feel like there'll be, there'll be ones that definitely die out. But I feel like there's going to be a comeback because there are towns that billionaires and these big people are buying. Like, did you see that? What's his name? Mark Cuban, I think, bought a town in Texas. He bought a town? Yes. I just saw that recently. And there was another video that I saw that, I guess Bentonville, Arkansas is a really cool place because the owners of Walmart are there and like Walmart headquarters are there. And so they've built just like all these mountain bike paths. So people, because I guess the Walmart people liked mountain biking. So it's like one of the best places to go mountain biking in the whole US. And I actually did meet a girl from Bentonville and she said there's like a Soho house type gym because they have all these execs for Walmart come in and there's like just all these nice restaurants and amenities and that's a small town. So there just has to be money coming from somewhere. There has to be either a billionaire dumping the money in to keep everything afloat or there has to be land and farming or some operation there that's employing the locals. Otherwise, people got to work. They got to make money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm here if our country decides to have a small town revival. You'll go. You'll be one of the people that moves. I would be so fine to live 45 minutes outside of a big city. Mm-hmm. But like the whole six hour radius of nothing, not for me. I know. It is sad. I did a road trip recently. When was that? Through, oh, it was, it was Riley. We were driving him when he played in Washington this summer and we were driving through all these like, I don't know, middle of nowhere towns and just middle of nowhere houses that weren't even near town. And even just thinking about like, if you were to fall on your house, how do you get to the hospital? Like there's no hospital for like an hour or two. So 
there's a lot I of know. factors. I know. I just it would be lonely. Yeah. I don't think that's for me, but I appreciate the people who love being out on their land in the middle of nowhere. Like, I love that for them. I need, I I need amenities. <laughs> yeah, same. I could do it for like one month a year. Yeah. As this like cozy fun, like I'm going to go write and yes. recoup and do yoga at home, but I just couldn't make that my full-time life. I don't think at the age and stage I'm at, I just want more happenings. Yeah. But maybe if I was like older and retired and over the people and the stimulation, I could see that being nice. I, I agree. Maybe 60, 70-year-old Kara will that all sound more appealing. But right now I'm like, I want to have a yoga studio. I want to have a Pilates studio. I want to be able to walk to get my coffee and my groceries. Yeah. Facts. Another thing I wanted to catch up on before we do Peaks of the Week, I wanted to give an update. So on last month's What's Your Best You Do, we talked about that app for saving your screenshots, Pager. And it's this app. It takes all of your screenshots from your screenshot folder, puts it in the app, and organizes it. After I've been using it for a month, I wanted to share some updates, what I like about it, because we want to keep you guys in the loop. And it's a free app. So if you guys want to try it out, you have nothing to lose. So here's my update. Right now, I'm in the process of planning a bachelorette trip. I found Pager to be really helpful because I'll be screenshotting different restaurants, Airbnbs, possible hotels. Because right now, all I have is the destination planned. I don't really have any idea of what we're going to do. So it's nice to go on a travel blog and get some recommendations for this city and that place or some recommendations for a hotel that's really great for a group trip. And then maybe go to TikTok and see the top five restaurants in the city. So I've been screenshotting all of that and putting it on my bachelorette trip list. I've also been using mine for my upcoming trip. I'm going to Colombia. But rather than things to do once I get there, I actually needed a lot of travel essentials. So the last two weeks, I was looking up like a pet carrier, um, a pill supplement case container, a one of those you hang it for your toiletries on the back of the door, some packing cubes. And I don't know how I've never bought any of those items, but I was screenshotting a lot because I was comparing from different blogs, TikToks, Amazon, even though I hate to admit that. But like sometimes I don't know where else you get the, that type of thing. And so this was really helpful to add them in there because some family members wanted gift ideas. So then they could just link in there and then I could send it to them. And yeah, I mean, we do have some honest review feedback for the app. Like I do think there's some functions that could be improved. That's what you mentioned too, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a brand new app. It literally came out, what, less than a month ago. So we are some of the first people to download it. And that's, that's how we like it. I feel like Allison's very much an early adapter. You love being in on the apps early, the trends early. And yeah, you're right. I think there's some functions that they're going to improve over time. But all in all, the premise of the app, I absolutely love because I literally have 13,000 screenshots that I've never looked at again. So I like that there's a solution to this problem that I've had for years. But I do think that there's some things that they're going to improve on with time. And that's just growing pains of starting an app from scratch. 100%. Concept? 10 out of 10. Yes. (laughs) And in time, the functionality and the interface and some of those features, I think will be improved. And so many of these apps really do depend on user feedback. And that is kind of why I enjoy being an early adapter. Like with Lemonade, it's fun being in that creator circle because when the posts do well and my contact and the team, they take so much feedback from the creators and then implement new features onto the app. And it's just cool to help these businesses get better as a small business owner. Like I always want feedback with the podcast. We love feedback. I remember when my mom 
sent me a picture of a tally list of all the times Kara and I said like. That was humbling. It's <laughs> Still a great, on that one. <laughs> yeah. When you have a good concept and you know that the idea is there and in time, it will just get better and better. Overall, our review so far from using it for a month, love the idea, love the concept. The lists are useful and it is it is useful. Like You can literally use it today. But I think that some of those other features that are part of the app are going to keep improving, keep getting better. And we're excited to watch it flourish and thrive because it is very much needed. Absolutely. So if you guys want to give it a try, you can go to the app store, type in pager screenshot, and it's like a little purple icon with a big P. And yeah, as Kara said earlier, it's free. So you have nothing to lose and you can be an early adopter like us. And let us know if you download it because some of you have already messaged us that you got it and it makes us so happy. And I know the pager team is a really small team. They're based in New York City. I'm sure it makes them so happy too. Like Allison said, we just want to see this little small business thrive and flourish. So let us know if you guys download it and happy screenshotting. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash already friends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash already friends to take your retail business to the next Next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the Already Friends podcast. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.
Peaks of the week? I'm Take it say, away. Yeah. I'm going to say my peak. I feel like we just did an episode. <laughs> what was it? I don't know. One of our recent episodes where I'm like, you know what? I don't really spend money. Like, that's not my bad habit, I guess, of like sh- online shopping. But something has come over me the last month where any purchase that I've been eyeing for like a year, two years, I just pulled the trigger on. So my peak is that I finally bought a water filtration system for under my sink in my kitchen because I've been <gasps> using a pure and yeah, I'm so excited. I was using a pure and a Brita. And apparently they're just awful. They don't actually filter anything. And the Pure broke and I had to duct tape it. Like there was water shooting out the sides. It had been broken for a while. And I just had known for like the last six months, I've been probably drinking lead and just disgusting stuff. And I've been eyeing this one company, HydroViv. Have you ever heard of them? No, okay. I don't think so. Yeah. They were on Shark Tank and they make these water filters that you put under your sink that they look up your zip code and they see what specific contaminants are in your zip code's water too. So they, at least they make sure the filter is filtering all that out. We actually had, we've had a HydroViv on our shower head for the last two years and love that company. So we bought the underwater sink thing and it was only like $175. So I don't know why I was putting that off for so long. It was under $200 and now I have it set up so that I'll get a new filter every six months. But I just don't feel as stressed about the water because it filters out like PFAS, lead, fluoride, all those things. So I'm that's my peak. I'm just very happy and it tastes good too. And yeah, I love clean water. That is a great one. I was, as you were saying that, I'm so glad that you said you have the shower one too, Mm -hmm. because I read somewhere that vapor is the fastest way for that stuff to get into your system. So basically, if you're not showering with good clean water, there's really no point in drinking the clean water anyway, Mm because it's just going to get into your system anyhow. And since I don't have the shower one, because I don't own my place, I'm like, well, fuck, I guess it's just like, what's the point of buying all this nice drinking water? It tastes good and it mentally makes me feel like I'm doing it better, but I'm like, I'm just showering in shit water anyway. Yeah. America shit water, not like globally. <laughs> yeah. The one that I have attaches at the top. Like it's not behind my shower or anything. So Ooh. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if you could have one of those too. You just unscrew. Okay. Can and you then unscrew it gets your filter head? Heavy, right? And then you have to like take it off. Yeah. I can send you a picture, but basically, yeah, it's in between like the head and the wall or something. I don't know. So it's kind of ugly, but I don't really care because I'm like, I would rather healthy. clean water. Yeah. But at least that's good that I've had that for like two years and not the other way around. So that's good. Okay. I love this. Yeah. Definitely add this to the show note links yeah. if anyone is interested in that. Will do. Yes. Okay. What's your peak? My peak is that my mole removal went very well. I got one removed on my forehead. Didn't have to get stitches on that one, Yay. which was awesome. And literally it's already healed. There's probably no way you can see that far, but you would basically not even know that 10 days ago, I got it removed. I have this scar cream from the escalator situation in New York that we've told you guys about multiple times, but I had gone to a skin person and they gave me that scar cream and it healed the scars on my legs so well. And so I was like, okay, I bet this is going to work for the mole removal. And wow, because already it looks amazing. And when I went in yesterday to get the stitches out, I ended up having to get a different one removed on my like stomach hip area. And that one did have, I did have to get stitches. And that was kind of unexpected because that was $650. And I was not trying to get more than one, but they kind of said I had to because it was dark. And I was Mm -hmm. like, it's going to come back benign. I already know I've had 18 removed. It's fine. Let's leave it. And they were like, we would really like to take it off. I was like, ugh. Okay, fine, do it. Because in my head, I'm like, if it's not, you know, cancerous and it's just like a small one somewhere on my body, I'm like, leave it. I don't care. Mm -hmm. But they took it off and I was asking him, oh, it was so humbling. I was like, 
you think I should get the one on my forehead removed, right? And he was like, yeah, it's not doing you any favors. <gasps> I was like, okay, bet. And then I go, what about the one like on my lip? Like, what do you think about that one? He goes, also not doing you any favors. Um, wrong. <laughs> no, I think that one's cute. I don't know. Oh, thank you. I'm very indifferent to it. Like I could go either way. No, I will it's like agree. A, it's like a unique feature to your face. It makes you different. I think it's so pretty. Oh, thanks. That's so yesterday rude of I, him. I'm going to cancel him. And yesterday when I went back to get the stitches out, he literally looks at me and he goes, so we're not going to take the one off your lip off today? Oh. And I was like, no. And he goes, all right, just let me know when you want to. <laughs> what? Yeah, because he said like at some point if I want to get it off, the scar is basically just going to keep getting bigger because like moles will grow. So I, I feel like he was trying to package it as he was looking out for my best interest of a smaller scar. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's because he just makes more money if he takes them off. I, I know. know. That's the thing. It's like, how do you even know what to believe anymore? When, but yeah, you're right. They make money off of encouraging you to do another one. Yeah, he definitely had more incentive to tell me to, to whack all of them on my body off. <laughs> whack them all. <laughs> <laughs> but no. it went very well and I was very relieved. And oh, and I guess I got my hair dyed. So that's good. Needed to do that. The bottom six inches of my hair had to go. I think I mentioned on here that I thought I was like losing my hair. No, I think I just needed a haircut because the bottom was just dead. So you know how the bottom gets thinner? So in my head, all of my hair was thinning, but it was really just the ends needed to cut because now that I cut probably eight inches off, maybe more, I don't know, I cut a lot. I'm like, oh, my hair's thick again. Wow, okay. So encouraging anyone who needs a haircut, go get that haircut. It is amazing. Did you see that TikTok that was like, if I was a therapist, I would just recommend a spray tan and a haircut or something yeah. like that. Teeth whitening, yeah. I think. I second that. A spray tan does always fix it up. And a haircut. You're so right. Well, yay. I, I want to see your hair. It's in a claw clip, but if so from what I can see, it looks good. That's because Loki, I hate. Let me know if any of you guys resonate with this, but I hate the bluntness of a fresh haircut. Mm-hmm. So I did ask her to like point cut the ends to soften it up, but it just feels so nerdy to me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I'm I feel like a Karen with like a blunt haircut. Mm-hmm. Not someone who's like free spirited and fun. I don't know where this trauma or rationale comes in, but the the straightness does not resonate with me. I need it to be wispy and layered and a little more, I don't know, choppy on the ends. I feel like that's so on a philosophical level too. It's like, you're not cookie cutter. You're more unique not than that. Basic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I will have to wear it like up or do some things with it for like a few weeks until that straightness goes away. Chills out. No, I love yeah. it. Brown hair Allison always looks really good. Thank you. I can't believe how many hair colors I've had. It was so fun though <laughs> when I was at the salon. I just know a lot of the hairstylists at the place. Hank and Axe in Omaha, if you want to go. It's so aesthetic. It's so cute. Everyone knows what they're doing. And they were all weighing in. It was like a group effort. They came over and we were like, okay, we got the color, the book out. And Grace, that was on the podcast last month, two months ago, maybe. She was the one that decided on the color for me. And I was like, you know what, Grace, whatever you say, you I'm trust. taking it. So yeah. you, it's your pick. <laughs> yeah, well, that's exciting. It looks great. And that's Thank fun. you. Darker for winter. I feel like that's definitely a thing. So yeah. yeah. All right. Listener peaks. Yay. Okay. Yes. Mickey said, rewatching the Harry Potter series for the millionth time. I feel like people always say that's a Christmas holidays movie series to watch. I love that. Nicole said, triple date ice skating downtown Cincinnati with my best friends. That sounds so horrible. 
wholesome. I love that you guys didn't make it just a double date, but a triple date. (laughs) So cute. Okay, this is from Taylor, who was on our Costa Rica trip. Taylor said, celebrating my birthday all weekend long. December birthdays have to fight for any attention. They really do. (laughs) They really get pushed to the side more than any other birthday. So happy birthday, Taylor. We hope you had the best weekend ever. Okay, Maggie is on the same train as us. She said, waking up early, feeling rejuvenated. We are here for the early rising this winter. Amazing. Okay, as always, send your peeks on our Instagram page, Are Your Friends Podcast. We post that story box every Monday. All right. What would your bestie do? And like we okay. said, these are going to relate to building good habits, starting fresh for the new year. So these ones are more wellness-ish oriented. All right. First question. I really want to do dry January, but my friend group typically does a lot of alcohol-focused activities and events. I'm worried about sacrificing my friendships, but I really want to try something that I think will make me a better person. Any advice? Obviously, I'm going to highly recommend Dry January because for me, that was a huge catalyst into my Sober Curious journey. And the timing of January to try a sober month is like the best month of the year to try it, in my opinion, because you can still enjoy some wine, going out with friends over the holidays, do the New Year's Eve thing. And then in January, when you're working on your goals, trying to get into a fitness routine, waking up early, doing all of that, it's just going to be so much easier if you're not drinking And for the most part, there's not usually that many events that happen in January that you would have to quote unquote miss out on if if that was important to you. Or in my mind, even if you drank once in dry January, maybe you don't even have to do a full bone dry January. You could do like a damp January. Maybe you just drink beer for the month of January. Maybe you limit yourself to one glass of wine in a particular setting. Maybe you just don't do shots. Like whatever maybe your problem area is, I would just look at that and try to cut down. And then you can see, am I making progress? Does this resonate? Is it fun? Am I finding a nice middle ground? Because it can be really intense if you go out a lot to full send, go completely dry. And then that might end up leaving you with feelings of like, I'm missing out on everything and then not lead to something more sustainable long-term. Because if your long-term goal is to not give up alcohol completely, then doing a month completely dry might not be that fun and rewarding for you if that's not aligned with your long-term goal. But if you have a long-term goal of cutting down in general, maybe a damp January would be more suited for you. I think that's beautiful advice. I think that's so true. You don't have to do 100% one way or the other all the time. Now, I think you should definitely do it because like Allison said, there's never a better time to do it. And I feel like now that dry January is very mainstream, hopefully your friends, even because I have some friends and some fun groups that are very as well, very into drinking. And even when I would be doing dry January on them, they're like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, I feel like in past times, maybe they would push back and be like, oh, why? Just like in a jokingly friend way, but that does kind of obviously that's not great. But I feel like around dry January, everyone that has that kind of mentality just kind of gets it. So I feel like this is a great time to do that. Yeah. And you could do it together. I think any goal is easier with friends. I remember when I first started doing it, I think I posted on my Instagram story and was like, I'm doing dry January. I'm doing sober September. Like, does anyone want to do it with me? And even if it's strangers on the internet, knowing that there's other people that are doing it with you, especially you could find so many people on TikTok doing it. It helps you feel like, 
oh, I'm not alone in this. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think we just want friends and community because as you're saying, you don't want to sacrifice your friendships. So it might be more about leaning into some of those friendships that aren't as into drinking. Maybe you have some mom friends. Maybe there's just some people who don't drink as much. Maybe you hang out with your family more that month. Whatever that means for you, you could lean into that more. Yeah. And last thought I have here, definitely feel free to try out some of those mocktails or those non-alcoholic beers because in the times I've done the dry challenges where I've been around the friends that drink a lot, I would literally spring Brewdog non-alcoholic beers. I wouldn't even say anything and I would just bring them in my tote bag and just use a koozie and literally no one notices. No one's even thinking about it or looking at you because sometimes it's just not even worth the energy to bring it up and to talk about it because you don't want to be bombarded with the questions, whatever side of it that is just too much. It's nice just hide in the corner and just grab your little drinks, put them in a koozie and literally no one notices. So you can try that out too so you don't feel left out and you can still do the activities but no one's going to know that you're sober. Couldn't agree more. When I first stopped drinking, non-alcoholic beers and mocktails were way more a part of my life because it was also trying to break the habit of, of wanting to have a drink like mm. in my hand at those things or even in the evening. I know I've made a video, I posted on TikTok and Instagram, I'll link one of them, of my favorite things to drink that yes. are non-alcoholic. So I'll definitely include that in the show notes. There's so many good alternatives out there now. Yeah, I feel like I was gonna say, which ones are your favorites? You liked athletic brewing, right? Yeah, I've heard that those is definitely my are really favorite. good, especially with like the pregnant mamas. I know that a lot of people like athletic brewing. I haven't really found a great non-alcoholic wine, to be honest, mm-hmm. but the non-alcoholic zero proof liquors, I think are very similar tasting. Like they have a little bit of that bite, but to me, I just liked like a really full-bodied red wine. And I just don't know if you can get that without doing the process that makes it a high alcohol content. But even drinking more beverages like kombucha and sparkling waters, I think help itch the scratch a little bit. And also know that that will probably go away more in time. Like when I first stopped drinking, I was like, the fridge was always socked with NA things. And now I probably have an NA beer like once every couple months. Like I just don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. I just like something at night. And I saw, okay, this is not what you're supposed to do, but really quick rant. I saw you guys poppy and I love poppies too. I saw on your little Instagram story. They're so good. <laughs> They're I have so one. good. Did, did you see it on my story or did you see it right here? I saw both. <laughs> you could bring a poppy, put in a koozie. No one's going to know. It looks like a seltzer. Couldn't agree more. I had one yesterday. Oh my God. The can, it was from Natural Grocers. The can said like good mood and it was 200 milligrams of ashwagandha and it was mm. orange flavored. I'll figure out what it was. It was like the best sparkling water thing that I've had probably in a year. Mm. I want to have that every Every day of my life. Because I think it's fun to just go to Whole Foods, natural grocers and go to that little beverage section. And I just buy you know, like a couple each time I go and try them out because I've definitely had some that I'm like, that was not good. Yeah. Like I didn't like that flavor or something was off about it. But Poppy, I'm here. What's your favorite flavor? The raspberry rose. Yeah. That one is really good. I know. Yeah. Because I don't love soda. So the ones that are like dupes of Coke and stuff, I'm not a fan of. Me either. Yeah. So those ones that aren't like like a soda dupe I like. And the ginger one that you have is good too. Well, good luck with dry January. I think you should do it. And like Allison said, if you don't want to do the whole thing, just take a look at your habits. I think that was amazing advice. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
Yay. Thank you. Okay. Question number two. Any advice for someone navigating a period of significant life changes? I'm having a hard time grieving a previous version of myself, even though I don't necessarily want to be hurt anymore because of the new changes in my life and everything with it. I'm still struggling to come to terms with my new normal. Oh, see all this so hard. I feel like we all go through phases where we see old pictures of ourselves and we're like, oh my gosh, I miss that version of me. Or we miss an old place that we lived in or an old time of our life. We loved college and you don't have that anymore. So I think this is something that a lot of us go through. I think it's totally okay to feel that nostalgia almost for an old version of you. And maybe just with those feelings, maybe you can just turn that back on yourself and ask yourself and try to pinpoint why are you feeling this way? Asking yourself questions, maybe sitting down journaling might be able to help you figure out what that pinpoint is of why you're feeling that nostalgia. And then hopefully with the new year, you can maybe change some things so that if you do want to have some elements of that past version of yourself, you can re-implement those into your life. But also if it's things that you pinpoint that you don't like anymore, you can just make sure you're allowed to have that space for wanting that old version of yourself. But you can reassure yourself that what this new version offers and who you are now is much better for you than what that old version was. I think that's great. I love that answer. I definitely resonate with like picking the part out of the past you that is what you really liked. Because I think when you look back at a past version of you, you're probably going to remember the best parts. Like, oh, you, especially if you see a photo. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee if you time traveled back to that version of you, you would be able to come up with some things that weren't that great. Because at any point in your life, like you're always going to have pros and cons of your current situation. But then when you look back, I don't know if it's like we gaslight ourselves or our memory is not that good or what, but I, I, I feel like I over-romanticize past versions of me more than I make them worse, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And so it's easy to long for that, but I'm like, is that actually how it was or am I remembering it better than it was in that in the real time? And so if you do what Kara said, where maybe you can think about what you really liked about that. Like if I think back to 2020, 2021, and I just look at photos, I was in really good shape and I was financially doing well because that was right when I opened New Wave and it was popping. But what the photos don't show is that my anxiety was through the roof because I was a new business owner. The pandemic was happening. I was like my mental and spiritual health were so off. I was having a really hard time finding like-minded people because I was transitioning from college to like a business role. And it was really hard to go out in Omaha without seeing a lot of customers. And I didn't want to be perceived as like that college crazy girl anymore. But I was like still kind of wearing that shoe. So then I was having an identity crisis. And Clay and I were living together again for the first time after we had backpacked. And he had his big dog who I was allergic to. Like the photo doesn't show that. Mm -hmm. But if I time traveled back, I would be able to be reminded of the things that were not going that well. So I think it's important to be very honest with yourself about all of the dynamics that were present in the past versions of you. And even college, it's like, yes, is there so many fun aspects, being able to go out with your friends here and there, like not having some of the adult responsibilities. It's like, do you actually want to go back to sitting in a classroom now? Do you actually want to go back to not really having money because you're a student and you're not working? Like every phase is amazing for certain things, but if they were overextended for longer, they would lose that lesser. What makes them so special is that they were there for a part of time and now you're just like on to a new phase. And if you spend too much of your current phase missing the last phase and you're going to miss out on the current phase you're in, mm-hmm. 
because it's going to be over before you know it. A hundred percent. And think about there's going to be a future version of you that's longing for the version that you're in right now that, like you said, is longing for a past version of you. So I think it's good to just try and not, because I, I know it's the saying of worrying about the past is depression. Worrying about the future is anxiety. Being present stops anxiety and depression. Obviously, that's very simplified. There's a lot more factors to it. But if you can try and get present and practice some, maybe some meditation, some breath work, some just mindfulness activities, I think that'll hopefully help you. Yeah, just be who you are right now because that's all we have. The past isn't real. The future isn't real. Yeah. Yeah. I think along with the being present, showing gratitude for what you currently have in your life will help you realize how amazing this current time is. And I've started doing this new little game, shall you say with myself, that if I'm going to complain about a situation, a person, whatever it is, I have to follow it up with three things I'm grateful for about it. So I had a not the best Airbnb guest last weekend. So I was like voice memoing it to Clay. And at the end, I was like, okay, but I'm going to say three things I'm grateful for because I'm like, there could be way worse things than having a not so great Airbnb guest. So then I expressed three things about Airbnb that I'm really grateful for. And it kind of helped tie that up with my heart feeling much better about it. Or if there's times that I've been like frustrated about a person in my life, like I'll journal things that I love about them or things I'm grateful for about them. And I think that really helps the mind remember the good stuff and focus less on whatever might be bothering you, which is not quite the question that was asked, but it's adjacent. I think that's great. That's a very good practice to do. Good advice. Yay. Okay. Next question. Do you have any advice as a new girl in the workout class? I want to join a community outside of work and home. So I'm looking to try a new yoga studio or gym. Anything to calm the nerves? I get a lot of workout anxiety. We touched on this in the yoga lens in our yoga for beginners episode. So definitely go back and listen to that one if you haven't yet. But I, I don't know if I think a yoga studio is more intimidating or the gym is more intimidating. I think it depends upon your past and if you have grown up more in a gym space or a yoga space. But going with a friend is going to help so much. And maybe going at times that are not as busy so there's not as many people there. For me, I get the most gym anxiety when it's really full. And I feel like there's all of these really fit people that have their routines and their machines. And then there's me who doesn't really know what I'm doing. And then I feel bad if I'm taking a machine from this person who like, this is they've got to get to work. This is their time. And I'm just throwing a wrench in their plans. So if possible, like sometime in the middle of the workday, I feel like the gyms are way less busy, at least in my experience, or like late, late at night, right before they close, because then you can take your time, take up space, less people will be there to make you feel like they're staring at you, even though no one's staring at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you and me have talked about this off the mic, but there's definitely some workout studios that have better senses of community than others. So if, because I know you mentioned you're looking for community specifically, I would just kind of maybe try out ClassPass. That was something that Allison recommended a couple episodes ago and jump around and try a bunch of different studios and see which ones foster that sense of community the best. Because I have seen firsthand that there's some cycling studios where they make little Facebook and text message groups and people get really close in these cycling classes where there's other ones where you walk in, no one talks to each other. The instructor does a class and leaves and doesn't really say hi to people. So definitely you're gonna have to try out in your own city and see which ones have better sense of community. But I would try and find one and don't just choose one and stick to it because that one might not be a very good, I don't know, community builder because you can see a difference with different studios. 
100%. I kind of feel like it's like a bar. You have some bars mm. that have this loyal crowd of people that come in all the time. The bartender knows their name. The customers know each other. It's like fun. You feel comfortable. And then there's other bars where there's no sense of community or third place. Yeah. And I've definitely, yeah, like Kara said, we talk about this off mic because there's <laughs> some places that we've been that were like absolutely shocked by the lack of community at these places. And we're like, dude, if they would like hire a community consultant, mm-hmm. they could do so much better because I feel like that's what helps retention. Mm-hmm. It, you're If the people make you feel welcomed and the other people in class know you, you're going to want to keep coming back. But if everyone just beelines in and beelines out, it's kind of hard to feel connected to it. And my advice, if there's a place that doesn't have that, because one of the places I go to is one of the places that doesn't have that. When I went this week, I literally asked the girl next to me, I was like, what's your name? Like, how long have you been coming here? And then we started talking and then we ended up chatting for like five minutes after class. And she was so cute and sweet. And we were the last people to leave the studio because everyone, like I said, went in and out. And I guess I'm just going to take it upon myself then to help foster this community if the workers and the instructors aren't going to do it. All right, I'll make my own friends. (laughs) Yeah. So you might have to put yourself out there. Yeah. And I think talking to the instructors after class is always a great way to kind of get into that community as well because they probably know other people that are in the class or they at least know the other other instructors. I think my last tip that I'll give is try to go consistently at the same day and time because I think that's how you're going to find those people that are also in the same class at the same time as you. I was going to Orange Theory in 2020 and I would literally see the same people every single day at the same time because I think I would go like Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 7 a.m. And it was always the same people. And so that was a way for me to get to know those people's faces, know their names. But if I was jumping around different times, then I probably wouldn't have gotten to know those people as well. Because I think sometimes when I am jumping around with these different studios, I'll meet someone and I'll be so excited they made a new friend, but then I never see them again because I just never go to that same class or anything. So if you can, try to stick to a certain time and even make some friends in that class and hold each other accountable to go at the same time every week. And I would encourage you to add to your story like, hey, say your similar situation to the question you asked and see if there's anyone in your community that might also be looking for a workout buddy. I posted today, actually, because I'm like, there's so many people that are home for the holidays and I'm trying to fit all of this in. I was like, you know what? I could see more people if we all went to the same workout class because I don't have time Mm -hmm. to get dinner with this person and this person, this person, but we could all go to one workout class. So I basically just put all of the classes that I'm signed up for over the next week. And if people can come, great. And then it's just, it's just more fun. And maybe you could continue that. Like if there's a day of the week that you have, say it's Thursdays, maybe you don't work. See if there's someone else who happens to have Thursdays off and you guys could get into a routine where every Thursday you go to that yoga class or you do that walk or whatever it is. I love that. All right. Last question. Tips for learning how to cook. I just graduated and I find myself microwaving all of my meals and I'm struggling to figure out how to cook healthy meals. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I think this is something that either comes really easily for some people or is very difficult for you. I will say that cooking does come a lot easier for me, but I have had friends that cannot cook anything to save their life and we had to force them to get Blue Apron because we're like, you cannot keep eating microwaved black bean burgers for every single meal. Like that is not good for you. So maybe my first tip, I guess, would just be maybe try out one of those subscription services because those are nice. Like the Blue Aprons, HelloFresh, Gobble, any of those because they do come with a little recipe card and sometimes they have little videos on how to make meals. Even if you only do one month of that because it's not necessarily cheaper groceries wise. It's just cheaper than getting takeout. I feel like those do open you up to maybe some recipes that you could recreate at home with your own ingredients with your own groceries and just open 
opens you up to different things that maybe you would have never thought to make at home. I think I'd done one of those before. And I think it was some sort of Asian meal that I would have never thought that I could do at home. And it really broke down like, no, you can make ramen or you can make a really good stir fry at home. You don't always have to order that out. So I feel like that's gonna be my first tip. And of course, just like following people on social media. I love food accounts. I love following people who make cool things on TikTok. And TikTok's so good for recipe videos because they do it quick where I don't need to watch like a full 10 minute video of how to make something. And maybe maybe you do need the longer videos. If this is something newer for you, maybe check out a YouTube channel, The Food Network. I don't know. But for me, I love just any food content creators that can show a recipe. It inspires me to just binge and scroll and see what, what those people are making. And with anything, not being too overzealous, like right now, maybe you just commit to trying to cook one meal a week mm-hmm. rather than going full send and cooking all of your meals. Like whatever day is the least stressful for you, maybe it's Sunday and you're like, okay, I have the time. I can figure out the ingredients. I can do the, the whole cooking process and enjoy the meal without feeling rushed or stressed. I think that that would help. And in time, you'll just keep adding more meals to your arsenal. Mm-hmm. Like everyone starts somewhere. And at the beginning, most people probably only, they have their go-to meals that they make all the time. And when you see it from an outside perspective, you might be like, how in the world do they make that? Or at least that's how it was for me. But then I started hanging out with one of my friends more who literally was a chef. She went to culinary school in California, helped open a couple of restaurants. Like she's amazing. And when I watch her, I'm like, dude, you just make that seem so easy. Like even like we had this little event and she made the, her own French fries. And I'm like, I would just wouldn't have thought to cut up the potato and make my own fries. Like I probably would have gotten frozen French fries and made them. And she's like, girl, no. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I didn't really even know that you could just make them and they're even better. And she made this cake. She made this hummus thing. And I'm like, wow, I would have just bought my own hummus. Right. I would have made a cake out of the box, but she just makes it look so simple. And I also think another part of it is building up having all those ingredients at your house. That's definitely a phase I'm currently in because mm-hmm. some of those things that you only need here and there, like a thing of vanilla, it's like $12. Like mm-hmm. it is expensive to get all of your baking ingredients, get all of your sauces, your seasonings. So in time, I think just add one thing to your grocery cart each week. Add one new spice, add one new cooking oil. That's kind of what I've been doing and it, it adds up over time and then you have more options because you have more things in your cupboards to choose from. Absolutely. And I will say, as annoying as this is, it was really helpful to buy. I've bought two meal planning PDFs, will you say, from different influencers, health, wellness gurus online. And those do help so much because they plan it out like a PDF that has a bunch of meals. They have it planned out each day, what you should make for breakfast, lunch, dinner with a grocery list. And I know it sucks. I think they were both like $20 to $40, but it actually helped so much. And as someone, I think one I bought in college and another one I bought post-grad. And it was just helpful for someone who had never bought their own groceries before. As someone who, I mean, obviously there's a lot of free recipes online, but with those, it's nice because they'll usually make sure you're hitting certain protein grams or amount of protein or different measurements in the same day. And having the grocery list and all that is nice. It's all one place. So if you are starting from square one, find an influencer or find a content creator who cooks healthy meals that you're on board with, like with the kind of ingredients that they use and their whole style. And then maybe consider buying one of their PDFs. I know it's so annoying and pushing buying something, but I will say the two times I've bought an ingredient 
recipe, healthy things. They have helped so, so much. I love that. That's great advice. All right. And that was our, what would your bestie do for the last one of 2023? Oh my goodness. We're done. That's a wrap. Happy New Year's, guys. Hope 2024 is off to a great start. I hope you have a healthy and happy New Year's Eve. Yeah. And I guess a really quick announcement. We said this last episode, but we are doing our wellness series that's coming up in January and February, March. So get ready for that. We're going to have on a bunch of cool guests to talk about different areas of wellness, get that kickstart for the new year. So stay tuned for that. And come hang out on Patreon every Sunday for the month of January. We are doing a virtual group call and we'll have a few different topics around goal setting and accountability and sharing our goals with each other. So we would love to see you inside the Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash already friends. Awesome. That was another episode of Already Friends. We'll catch you next week. Next year. Next year. Bye. Okay, wait, really quick before you go, if you want a chance to be the Arty Friends Listener of the Week, we have something for you. Leave us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And for bonus entries, there's so many ways to support our show. Share about us on your Instagram story, engage with us over on TikTok, post on our Facebook group, join the Patreon page, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure to send that rating and review to our Instagram page, Arty Friends Podcast. We pick a new Listener of the Week every Wednesday. We'll send you a $10 Visa gift card if you win, just as a way of saying thank you to buy you a coffee, buy you a sweet little treat, whatever you want. Thanks again, you guys. We appreciate you so, so much. And we'll catch you next week. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.